Chapter One of the Story of a Woolly Dog. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nan Dodge. The Story of a Woolly Dog by Laura Lee Hope. Poor Toys. Well, he certainly is the finest toy in my little shop, but what good does that do if I can't sell him? His wool is very soft, and he looks so natural that I can almost hear him bark. But, oh dear, if I don't sell him or some of the toys soon, I can't pay my rent and I'll be turned out. Oh, if my boy Jimmy would only come home from the sea with the gold he said he'd bring to me. A sad-faced, poor little old lady moves slowly about a poor little store on a side street. In the small show window were a few notions, pins, needles, and thread, and a few toys. On a shelf near the window were other toys, but they were a very poor and cheap lot, made to sell to poor children, who had only a few pennies. There were dolls that cost five cents, dolls with only a thin little calico dress on, and nothing else. There were jumping jacks that could be had for as little as three pennies, and there were two-cent tops and one-cent marbles. The woolly dog is the best toy of all, went on Mrs. Clark, who kept the little store. The agent said I could sell him for a good sum and make money on him. Certainly he is a fine toy, and I did not have to pay very much, and since I gave him a bath and cleaned him, he looks good enough to be in a rich store. But, oh dear, I don't know. If I don't sell something soon... I don't know where I'm going to make up the rent money. Oh, this is a hard world. Poor Mrs. Clark sat down on a stool behind the counter and waited for customers to come in. But there was little buying that day. Christmas had passed, and though she had done pretty well in trade around the holidays, now but few children, or grown-ups either, came in to spend their money. Perhaps they had spent it all for Christmas gifts. If I could only sell the woolly dog, sighed Mrs. Clark again, and she wiped some tears from her eyes, for she was very sad and in trouble. I wish I could help her, thought the woolly dog to himself. He did not dare speak out loud, though he could talk in toy language when no real persons were nearby. Yes, I wish I could help her, but I can't go out and sell myself, or I would. This isn't the kind of a store where rich customers will come. The woolly dog looked around at the poor toys on the same shelf with him. He was the most expensive of the lot. As Mrs. Clark had said some time ago when she bought her little stock of toys from an agent, he had offered her this woolly dog. It's a sample, Mrs. Clark, said the man. I have carried him around in my satchel for a long time, and his white wool is rather dirty. But he isn't broken, and if you were to wash him with soap and water, he'd be as clean as a whistle. "'Speaking of whistles,' said Mrs. Clark, "'the last ones I got from you didn't whistle loud enough,' some boy said. "'They brought them back, and I had to return them their pennies.' "'Well, I have some louder whistles now,' went on the agent, "'and I'll allow you for the ones that didn't sell. "'But what about this woolly dog? "'I'll let you have him cheap. "'You can wash him, put him in the window, "'and I'm sure you'll sell him. "'You should ask a good price, too.' for this is one of the most expensive toys on the market. All right, I'll take him, said Mrs. Clark. And so she had bought the woolly dog. She had washed him, 
putting him right into a tub with soap and warm water. Oh, that was a terrible time for me, said the woolly dog, telling of it afterward to his friend, the three-cent jumping jack. I surely thought I would drown, and the soap got in my eyes. Brrr! If that happened to me, all my paint would have washed off, said the three-cent jumping jack, one of the very cheapest of the poor toys. You see, the toys could talk among themselves when no children or grown-ups were there to listen. Well, I felt dreadfully about it for a while, went on the woolly dog. But after Mrs. Clark had washed me nicely, she put me in the warm sun and I dried out. You are quite white and fluffy now, said the jumping jack. Yes, I believe I am considered a very good sort of toy, admitted the woolly dog, trying not to speak proudly. I am made of real lamb's wool, you know. I can see that, put in a calico-dressed doll who sold for five cents. Very little for a doll, I'm sure. It is very nice of you to stay here among such poor toys as we are, went on the doll. Oh, I think it is quite jolly here, barked the woolly dog. It's such a cute little store, you know. But Mrs. Clark does hardly any business, said the jumping jack. I was one of the lot of a dozen she bought from the agent, and there are eight of us left. She'll never get rich selling toys, I'm afraid. I'm afraid not, agreed the woolly dog but if she could sell me and get the price I ought to bring, she would have several dollars. I ought to be sold for five dollars, but I heard the agent say she could let me go for three. Three dollars! Think of that! exclaimed the calico-dressed doll. That's almost a million, isn't it? Almost, but not quite, answered the woolly dog, and again he did not speak proudly, as some toys might have done. So it had come about that the woolly dog was among the poor toys in Mrs. Clark's little store. The best toy of all, it might be said, of the woolly dog. Mrs. Clark knew this, and she hoped the woolly dog would soon sell, so she might get enough money to make up the full amount for the rent, which must be paid in a day or two. I just need that three dollars the woolly dog would bring, sighed the poor old lady. Or if my son Jimmy would come home, he would pay the rent. But Jimmy was a sailor lad, and at this time was far away, on a sort of treasure hunt. He hoped to come back with gold, and he had written some letters in which he said he might be home almost any day now. But my eyes are weary watching for him, sighed Mrs. Clark. She moved about her store, looking at the few things she had to sell. After her husband had died, she had started the store. For a time she did fairly well. But times grew hard, and she lived in a poor neighborhood, where few people had money to spend on toys. They bought needles, thread, and pins of Mrs. Clark, but there is not much money to be had selling these. I think I'll put the woolly dog back in the window, said Mrs. Clark to herself, after dusting her store for the day. He will be seen better there, but I don't like to keep him in the window too long, for the sun might take the curl out of his wool. But I'll put him in there this afternoon and leave him there tomorrow. Maybe someone will see him and buy him. True, I've had him in the window before, and no one even came in to ask how much he would cost. But I'll try it again. The woolly dog was glad to hear Mrs. Clark say this, for he liked being in the show window. There was more to be seen from the window. He could watch the children playing in the street and hear their laughter. Of course he liked being on the shelf with the other toys but he felt deep down inside him that it would be best for him to be sold so Mrs. Clark could get the money for her rent. 
"'Into the window you go, my friend,' said the storekeeper lady, as she patted the woolly dog to get out of his coat any dust that might make him look dingy. "'Into the window you go, and may someone buy you.' Not long after the dog had been placed in the window with the needles, pins, and spools of thread, a boy and a girl pressed their little noses up against the glass, making them look quite flat. "'Oh, see the new dog in the window!' cried the girl. "'Tisn't a new dog. I've seen him before,' said the boy. "'Well, he looks new to me,' went on the girl. "'I wonder how much he costs. "'I guess more than a dollar, Lizzie.' "'Oh, he couldn't,' gasped the little girl. "'No toy could cost that much. Not ever, Sammy.' "'Pooh! You just ought to see some of the toys in the stores on Main Street,' replied Sammy. "'Why, I've seen price tickets on em marked ten dollars.' "'Oh, Sammy, no.' "'Yes, I have.' say rich people don't care what they spend for toys oh it must be lovely to be rich sighed lizzie but anyhow we can wish we had this woolly dog a lot of good that will do muttered sammy come on we have to go to the store for half a pound of sugar we haven't any money for toys no i suppose not sighed his sister good-bye woolly dog she called back to the toy in the window waving her hand the afternoon passed Though many children of the neighborhood looked in Mrs. Clark's window, some of the boys and girls wished they might buy the woolly dog. No one purchased the expensive toy. "'Oh, dear,' sighed Mrs. Clark when night came and she had to close her store without having sold the woolly dog. "'I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't get the rent money.' With the coming of night a change took place among the toys. When the store window curtain was pulled down, the doors closed, and when Mrs. Clark had gone to bed, wishing she might dream of her son, there was a movement among the dolls, the jumping jacks, and the wooden animals in the cheap Noah's arks. "'I say, woolly dog,' called a voice, "'are you ready for some fun?' "'Of course I am,' answered the woolly dog. "'What do you want to do?' "'Will you give me a ride on your back?' asked a little rubber clown, who had a whistle in his back that squeaked when you squeezed him." "'Surely I'll give you a ride on my back,' said the woolly dog kindly. "'Where are you?' "'Up on the shelf over your head. "'Wait a minute, and I'll jump down,' said the rubber clown. "'Oh, now for some fun!' exclaimed the calico-dressed doll. End of chapter 1